Hello and welcome to episode 253 of the Casual Tryhard Podcast. I'm Brian. And I'm James. And we are still spelunking our way through the caverns of Ixalan, lost or otherwise. Ooh. I see what you did there. Thank you. Thank you. I am a trained media professional. <laughs> yeah, this should be, uh, we should be able to wrap up this series, I guess you'll call it, this episode. Uh, we had a lot, a lot of cards to go over, so we kind of split it up. We did the um, limited signpost on commons and archetypes a couple weeks ago. Last week we did white, blue, and black. And today we're going to go through the rest of the set. Yeah. Um, yeah. So if you want to reach out to us on social media, Facebook, Discord, X, email, um, uh, all those links are in the description. You can come uh, listen to me talk about the state of modern magic design and um, <laughs> what they keep doing to various formats, which we'll get into a little bit today as we get to the card, the offending cards. Yeah. But that's what was happening on Discord this morning. Yeah, fun stuff. Uh, yeah, hit us up. Let us know what you think about the show, what you think about magic. If you got any show ideas, let us know. Uh, if you're looking to support the show, there's a couple different ways you can do it. The first is with our TCG Player affiliate link, casualtryhard.com slash TCG. If you're doing any Christmas shopping for other Magic players, or if you want cards from this set or any set, uh, we know you're going to buy the stuff anyway. We would appreciate it if you bought from TCG Player using our affiliate link, and you can help us out at the same time. Uh, doesn't cost you guys anything extra and really helps us out. So again, that's casualtryhard.com slash TCG. Uh, surf on over to TCG Player using that link, and then anything you purchase will help us out. If you want to support us more directly, patreon.com slash casualtryhardmtg is where you can do that. Patrons get access to our show notes, so you get a sneak peek about what the upcoming episode's going to be about. They also get about another hour's worth of content in the form of our pre-show, which is kind of us just rambling about whatever we feel like while we're making sure our equipment works every week. Uh, but we record it and post it up completely raw for the patrons. They really seem to enjoy it. Um, patrons also get put on my, I'll call it a mailing list. It's my uh, my document of our supporters. Um, sometimes I get cool stuff to send out to you guys. And when I do, I go through my mailing list and send it out. If any of that sounds good to you, or if you just want to support the show, you can go to patreon.com slash chip a couple bucks in however much you feel the enjoyment that you get out of this show is worth and uh help support the show yeah all right sorry i've got a cough i was on mute to not um uh kill blow all of the you mic. yes blow up the mic yeah uh, so if you hear a Apolo- cough drop apologies in advance to uh headphone users right yeah i'm gonna do my best to meet myself but uh yeah so yeah, so we're going to work through, well, you apparently missed the card that we wanted to go back to it, if you want to do it first. Uh, what card was that? The black one that we talked about beforehand, or is that just no, like... No, no, that was just for the pre-show. That's All just right. for the patrons. There we go. There just we the go. patrons get that one. So advertising, again, trained media professional. Okay. See? Look at that. Okay, so we're going to pick it back up with red. Yep. And you had put a belligerent yearling on the list. Yeah, this is a one and a red for a 3-2 dinosaur with trample. And whenever another dinosaur enters the battlefield under your control, you may have belligerent yearlings' base power become equal to that creature's power until the end of turn. Um, kind of Eldrazi mimic. 
Exactly. There's a couple reasons I wanted to talk about this card in particular. That was one of them. Um, if you remember back to Eldrazi Winter, Eldrazi Mimic was a big part of that deck where you ramp into... I'm not going to say giant Eldrazi, but at least medium-sized Eldrazi, and your two drops scaled accordingly. And yeah. this does a reasonable facsimile of that at uncommon instead of rare. Yeah, and it is a, uh, and we were uh, mentioning before that uh, how the uh, two mana creature has uh, really um, had a glow up over the history of Magic, and yep. that is the uh, the other part of this why I wanted to talk about this card because this is a two mana three two with trample at uncommon with nothing but upside after the trample. Yeah, so we start out with grizzly bears, two mana two two. Yeah. And like every other color like well no other color had a two mana two two. Right. And then we started getting two mana two twos, it was like was it like iron claw orcs that like with a downside, yeah. With a downside or like uh, the black creatures that now were like, I deal you two damage a turn. Yeah. Or whatever. And then I was pretty content with one in a white 3 1, one in a mm -hmm. red 3 1, no text. Yep. And now we're to one in a red 3 2 with trample. And upside. And upside. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, sometimes this is a 7 2. Yeah. Oopsie. Sometimes your two drop is also six power worth of creature mm -hmm. so the world is a changing yeah um i don't know if this is going to be you know a staple in any deck like eldrazi mimic was but it seems like we're getting dinosaurs more commonly than we mm -hmm. used to um i mean there's no dinosaur soul land so i don't think you quite have to worry about that but be aware this is a Kind of a dangerous text box. If I mean, the... it feels like standard could have a curve of this into like pugnacious hammer skull, mm -hmm. and just you sick someone on turn three. Yeah. So, also, I snuck in pugnacious hammer skull. I know it's, it's he's not on the list, but okay. if we're talking about dinosaurs. It's a three mana six six. Yep. Plays well with the fight rigging. Sure does. You know what else is a dinosaur that gets around his uh, this, the downside of Pugnacious Hammer Skull? What's up? Rotting Regisaur. That's right. So, like, you get to take out Shakedown Heavy out of that deck and put, like, a card that, like, when you turn it sideways, it actually gets to connect. Mm-hmm. Huge improvement. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, big dinosaur. Yeah, and actually, if this... Tri well, I mean, you'd trigger your fight rigging anyway, but, like... This could trigger fight rigging as well. Mm -hmm. I get pumped up and then. Yeah. Like if you play this and then fight rigging and then like Reggie and they kill off the Reggie, like this is still big, big. Yeah. Like they, like at least for one turn. Yeah. Well, yeah. it pops, it pops your fight rigging too. Yes, it does. Yep. All right. Next up is one of mine. As Bone Horde Dracosaur, three red red for a five five uh, dinosaur dragon. Sure. It doesn't seem like those two things are differentiated enough to be like how yeah, do you I mean, tell? What is a dragon but a dinosaur with wings, right? Yeah, and like what is a pterodactyl but a dinosaur with wings? Like it's the same thing. It's true. 
Does he breathe fire? That's the only way he gets to be a dragon. I don't think anybody really knows. No, we don't know. Back then. Yeah. Yeah. So So we have. Those might have breathed fire. Yeah. So we have flying and first strike on this guy. At the beginning Mm -hmm. of your upkeep, exile the top two cards of your library. You may play them this turn. If you exile a land card this way, create a 3 1 for a dinosaur creature token. If you created a. If you exile a non land this way, create a treasure token. So. If you. That's a lot. It's a lot. And so. We have this weird thing where people were like, well, it doesn't do enough when it comes into play. <laughs> and, oh, they can just kill it. But I just think back to Shieldred. Now, granted, mm-hmm. this is one more mana than Shieldred. Right. But we were, I, I remember saying, well, Shieldred doesn't do anything when it comes into play. Yeah. So it's probably not going to see play because it doesn't do enough when it comes into play. It's $80. Um. I'm not saying this is going to be an $80 card that's going to, like, warp multiple formats. But I think as they just put more and more and more absurd text on cards, mm-hmm. that you have to factor in the times that they don't just kill it. Right. Right, because, like, the argument against Shelter was, well, they just kill it. Well, sometimes they don't. Like, I have definitely not killed a Shieldred because I did not draw one of my eight removal spells. Yeah. And I have lost the game because of it. Mm-hmm. And I feel like if this thing sticks around for a turn, Lord help you, too. Oh, yeah. Like, you no, just lose the If you, if you untap with this thing, like, you, your chances of winning went up, like, 100%. And I know the, the, the text is wonky, but it's draw two... Mm-hmm. Make two mana, make two treasures, make six power, or make three power and a treasure. Right. Like, oh, it's not good enough. Like, it's kind of like Elder Gargaroth, right? Same mana cost. Yeah. Elder, Elder Gargaroth kind of got you more because, like, if you blocked with it, you got something. Yeah. But this you is didn't like. You didn't have to untap with it. You could. Yeah, like, you could. But it still had the. Oh, it dies for removal. And that card saw, like, significant play. Yeah. And, like, saw some Pioneer play for a while. Mm-hmm. Until Wizards kept just print, uh, printing more things that were green, green, green in their uh, mana cost. You know what card this makes me think of? What? And this kind of relates back to our pre-show a little bit. But this card makes me think of Doom Whisperer. Mm-hmm. Because when I was playing that Golgari deck back in uh, Guild Standard, mm-hmm. all I wanted was something big to close a game. Mm-hmm. And all we had was Doom Whisperer. Mm-hmm. Three think- black black for a 6-6. Six, six. Like, the surveil didn't matter. You just wanted something with evasion that would connect. It was flying and trample. Yep. I think the big difference there, and the, I think Bonehorn Dragosaur might be a victim of this is I was contended that that card was not standard playable, but it was, it wasn't, it was standard playable because we only had five sets. Oh yeah. Right. Bone whore Dragosaur comes into a 10 set standard. Yeah. Right. Like there's no way this is probably going to see play. Right. But like if you, I think we need to reevaluate the whole like 
dies to Doomblade kind mm-hmm. of like analysis because there are so many times that you don't have your Doomblade. Right. And then you just are like, I'm getting buried by this. Mm-hmm. So I just want to point out that like they just keep printing cards with like paragraphs of value on them. Yeah. And like if you just have to like get it back to your turn. Yeah, I mean, if you untap with this thing, this is, what, at least a four for one? At mm-hmm. least. Mm-hmm. And, like, you know, if 50% of the time you untap with it, yeah, like, that's probably good enough. And, like, 50% of the time you untap with Shieldred, like, you win the game. Right. And the other 50% of the time you have another Shieldred in your hand. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I don't know. Like it was just funny that they're like, "Oh, this card's not good." And I was like, "But there are times that Shieldred lives, and it might not be good enough." But there's gonna be times that Bonehor Dracosaur lives, yeah. and you're just gonna like shrug and be like, "There's nothing I could have done." Yep. And, and you're just gonna lose. Yeah, in limited and constructed, just being like, "They, what happened?" Uh, I killed their four drop, and they played a Bonehor Dracosaur that I didn't know that they had in their deck. And then I proceeded yeah. to lose the game. Miserably. Yes. Yep. All right. Next up is one of mine. This is Enterprising Scallywag. One in a red for a 2-2. Goblin Pirate. At the beginning of your end, st- end step, if you descended this turn, make a treasure. Okay. Um, descending is kind of trivial to turn on. Mm-hmm. Between disc, like self discard, self mill, um, self sacrifice, that kind of stuff, and this is like a pretty good ramp spell for red that doesn't. I know red like does treasure stuff a lot more now, um, but red like traditionally wasn't ever a ramp color, mm-hmm. and this is like a reliable way to ramp in a color that isn't ramp. Mm-hmm. And that's like to say nothing about all the artifact synergies that Red has gotten, not just in this set, but recently. Yeah, it's like if you have fetch lands or just like, you know, anything that's going to go to the graveyard. I think someone pointed out in Discord that it's specifically permanent card, so tokens right. don't trigger it. Yep. Uh, so that's good to remember. Yeah, I had missed that when we did the mechanics yeah, episode. But no, but... like these like things that like can. It's, like, Wily Goblin with a fail case. But, like, the ter- mm-hmm. when, when it gets to be Wily Goblin, it's probably really good. And if it Wily Goblin's twice, yeah. it's great. Yeah, that's true. I didn't think about, about it as Wily Goblin. Because Wily Goblin, like, wasn't fantastic. It was harder to cast. It was red-red. Yeah. And only a 1-1, but it always gave you the treasure. Yeah. But, like, you could, like somehow get descend turned on when you play this, it's Wily Goblin. Yeah. Then, like, the next turn, turn descend on again, get another treasure, now you're up, like, now you're, like, six mana on turn four. Mm-hmm. Um, again, I don't know how good the deck is or whatever, but is there a Goblin shell that uses this with Skirk Prospector to just make all of the manas? But is it the beginning of your end step right so you don't get to yeah, like and you only get one a turn mm-hmm. right but you could like 
prospector into this into i don't know goblin matron make a treasure and then you're like way past muxus mana oh yeah that could work because then you just sack all of them yeah hmm could i bet like the time that it doesn't get to be wily goblin probably holds it back yeah so all right what do we got next Next up is Inti's Seneschal of the Sun. Oh, we forgot to have our disclaimer about card names. These names are really hard to pronounce, so apologies if you guys are screaming back into your headphones right now saying that we're saying the names wrong. Of course, uh, but, that's not how you say that. Of course. That's, yeah. Sure, whatever, man. Yep, yeah, whatever. Uh, one in a red for a 2-2 legendary human knight. Whenever you attack, you may discard a card. When you do, put a plus one, plus one counter on target attacking creature. It gains trample until, until end of turn. And whenever you discard one or more cards, exile the top card of your library. You may play that card until your next end step. So this is, this sets like Robber of the Rich, kind mm -hmm. of. Uh, two mana, aggressive, two drop in red. Mm -hmm. The, it's kind of weird the way it's set up because it's like a, delay or it's like a temporary loot it's like an imp um, you get like an impulse draw or well it's an impulse loot so, yeah rummage which is kind of weird Rum yeah whatever um we don't get that like very often or i don't think we've had it at all mm -hmm. right this i know the first time we've done that uh what about magmatic channeler Oh yeah, that I guess that was kind of the same thing. You like got to look at two, and you could like play one that yeah. turn or something. But yeah, um, so that's kind of weird. But the second part of this triggers whenever you discard a card, not so just on this. Yeah, so if there's any sort of like madness shenanigans to be had, this might be a way to like get even for like the whole point of madness is that you are discarding for a value and then get to keep the card. Yes. And this would add, like, another card to On top every of transaction. Mm -hmm. So you would get whatever value you're going to get, whether it's a Lava Axe or a Faithless Looting or whatever, you get the value. You also get the Madness card that you discarded, plus now you get an additional card. Mm -hmm. uh, what's the um, meme? It's good and prosper? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For sure. um, and I mean, just in, like, a aggressive red shell mm -hmm. right like the best two drop in standard was probably felden yeah now felden is a hasty boy mm -hmm. same with like robber of the rich but like this just gets to grow right well it it grows so that's kind of the other thing that's unique about this card is it grows any creature yes well any attacking creature Mm -hmm. So you can make, you know, whatever your one drop that got outclassed, like on turn two or three, you can kind of turn back into a threat as long as you're making like some profitable attacks. Yeah. And this guy also doesn't have to attack. He can just sit around where most of the other red two drops like need to connect to do their thing. Uh, this guy doesn't care. He can just sit around and do whatever. Yeah, I mean, a, a curve of, like, one drop into this, like, Swift Spear into this attack with your Swift Spear, kind of throw away whatever, and now you have a 2-3 attacking. 
Yeah. And then next turn you attack with both, put yeah. the counter on this, and then try to play whatever you get off the top. Yep. Yeah, like, the card's really solid. Like, mm-hmm. not having haste is kind of a problem in that, like, those aggressive red decks, but, like, the fact that Felden is legendary, like, allowing you to have, like, two, like, really good red, like, aggressive two drops. Mm-hmm. And also, again, we are ignoring the dinosaur we just talked about as, like, a reasonable right. red two drop. True. Right, like, how many, like, uh, red deck wins would have just been, like, oh, a three a, a three power two drop? Amazing. Yep. You're on the team. Yep. So, no, I think this card's pretty solid. So, speaking of the dinosaur that we were just talking about, the two mana, three, two, uh, the next card that we have may be something that plays well with it. Mm-hmm. This is Scythe Claw Raptor, two and a red for a 4-3 dinosaur. And uh, whenever a player casts a spell, if it's not their turn, uh, Scythe Claw Raptor deals four damage to them. Rawr. So it's it's a little weird that like red is getting this kind of quasi-taxing effect, um, but it's also like kind of in the vein of like Eidolon, a Great Revel, or whatever. Um, but a three mana four three is like slightly above curve. Yeah, or I like, mean, or I guess lately kind of rate at curve. Yeah, so we had we got one of those in Brothers War as well. Yeah, that had trample. Yeah, I mean it's kind of like remember Scab Clan Berserker, and then there's yeah, what is the name of the card that he's played in Legacy? It's not Molten Collapse. It's Molten something. It's like an enchantment. It's like one red red when your opponent casts a spell. Mm-hmm. Uh, a non-creature spell, you just roll a die and then deal them that much damage. Oh, okay. You roll a d6 and then you just deal them that much damage. Yeah, now it's any player. So, like, if you shock your opponent end of turn, you're taking four from the dino. Right. Yeah. But so. it also means that, you know, if you play a one drop and a two drop or a one drop and two more one drops and go to get in the red zone... If you play this guy like before combat or whatever, your opponent's going to be taking damage to try and deal with mm-hmm. your threats. Like the the curve is pretty aggressive here. Yeah, I mean, or if they like to say, "Well, I've got to kill the four three, they take four. Right. Right. Uh, yeah, it's kind of like Thunderbreak Regent, mm-hmm. where like that four like matters. Or remember Vexing Devil. Yep. Like just your opponent having to spend a card and take four. Or, like, yep. waste their mana for the turn is pretty powerful. Yep. Also, if it resolves, it's pretty punishing to control decks because there's only so many counter spells they're going to be willing to take four for. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Your anti counter spell, you play, uh, oh gosh, what is it? Voice of Resurgence into this? Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. Go ahead. And then you play the, the one green white guy from this set that's like, you just can't cast spells on. On my turn, like no counter spells for you. Yeah. None. All right. Next up is one of mine. This mm-hmm. is Trumpeting Carnosaur. It is four red red for a dinosaur. It is a uh, seven six. Has mm-hmm. trample, and when it enters the battlefield, discover five. Ooh, that's a big discovery. That is a big discover. And you have. Two and a red, discard, trumpeting carnosaur. It deals three damage to target creature or planeswalker. So, I'm going to pair this guy with uh, another card. A geologic appraiser. 
I, we talked about we talked it. about him in the mechanic episode. Yeah, but two red red for a three two. If you cast it, discover three. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I initially had looked at trumpet and carnosaur and thought, oh, I was playing that five color, uh, not shards of Alora, invasion of Alora deck, mm-hmm. right? This is an early removal spell. Mm-hmm. Um, it's pretty big. You can get most of the counters off of the um, the Alora if you mm-hmm. hit a cemetery, whatever desecrator with uh, with this out or with uh, with it. And um, it's like, oh, if you play this, you get another crack at finding your invasion of Alora. Yep, amazing. Um, but. It also is being used in a at least one, if not two, pioneer combo decks built around the discover mechanic. So geologic appraiser, um, it's just if you cast it. And so what happens is is if you cascade into a clone like glass pool mimic, mm-hmm. discover cast the glass pool pool mimic that becomes the geologic appraiser. And the right. glass pool mimic was cast. It was. So you get to discover. So you only have three drops in your deck. You have glass pool mimics, and depending on the build, you have um, Eldritch Evolutions. Mm-hmm. And Eldritch, Eldritch Evolution says plus two. Yep. Go get a creature that is plus two. Trumpeting Carnosaur is plus two. It is. And it doesn't have the if you cast it restriction. Right. It's so, just ETBs. So you just get to, like, uh, make an army of dinosaurs and geologic appraisers. Mm-hmm. And then there's a way to give your creature haste. Yep. Um, or give all your creatures haste. Um, I was excited about this for, like, what it could mean for, um, you know, the stupid uh, Invasion of Alora deck. Yeah. And just, like... The general trend of making it so that like Karuga's restriction has no matter uh, has no uh, uh, doesn't matter because like you have all this interaction around that point anyway. Yeah, but uh, it seems like there uh, people have already broken this. Yeah, it seems like you and I are having similar issues with our deck building lately. Seeing the forest for the trees and all that. Like yeah. you, you looked at this card and we're like, oh yeah, sweet. My fringy, weird shards of Alara deck or invasion of Alara deck gets a new toy, and I was like, oh sweet, geologic appraiser. It's like baby bloodbraid elf. Maybe I can cascade into a discard spell. No, yeah. t- turns out there's way more broken things you can do. It turns out they're just broken. Yeah. Um, I asked them the pre-show. I was like, do they even test their cards anymore? Yeah. Like. And, like, I understand the argument when they're like, there's just so many modern cards. We can't trust every possible interaction. The cards that these are interacting with were printed within the last three years. Right. It's not like you have to be like, oh, my gosh, I don't know if uh, I can figure uh, if we can look at all this stuff. Like, I feel like someone had to bring it up. Well, I mean, if modern's the new legacy... And pioneers the new modern, then by their reasoning, if they can't play test all of modern, they certainly can't play test all of pioneer, right? 
Yeah. I guess my one of my things is, and maybe it's, you know, I play Explorer and based on their, like, information, yeah. it's, like, me and, like, three of my closest friends that play I, I mean, I Explorer. play Explorer. <laughs> right? It, like, they're, like, no one plays Explorer. Like, more people play Historic, which I've, like... Yeah. I only play historic for midweek magic and I feel dirty and I get out of it as soon. I concede games to made up cards. Um, yes. I'm like, nope, we're not actually playing magic. Moving on. But um, maybe they just like, you would think that, oh, hey, we should like make it so the formats that are on Arena don't turn awful. Right. And instead, we're just like, meh. We're not going to bother to check. Yeah. So it's weird, it's like, but let let them eat pie or whatever. But instead of pie, it's poop. <laughs> let them eat poo. <laughs> um, but this is like Junior Atali, right? Yeah, like it's not it's not nearly as good. Where Atali gets you something from each player's deck, but because it's Discover Five, as has been demonstrated no with these decks, right? You have control over it. Yep. And also, like, the fact that you can discard it to bolt something is, it's not nothing. Yeah, like, like, the, the issue with, like, Cascade and Discover is, um, the fact that there's a fail case, mm-hmm. but, like, if they just have cards that are, like, I make it so there's no fail case, right? Like, uh, oh gosh, was it Virtue of Persistence? The Black Virtue? Yeah. I'm a yeah. seven drop, but I have a two drop removal spell attached to me. Yeah. So now, like, you have a two drop removal spell, but you also don't hit it when you discover. Yeah. You only hit the thing you want to hit. Amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so uh, I thought this card was good. I did, uh, I, I bought four of them. When they were $2, and I was like, I'm not going to buy more, because like, they'll probably go down, because uh, I did not see the fact that it would just be a the best deck in Pioneer. Um, yeah. And uh, now they're 6 or 7. There it's you like, go. Woohoo! Um, right. But, um, yeah, so over the weekend, uh, the finals of uh, the Pioneer Challenge was Trump winning Carnosaur and Geologic Appraiser and a bunch of clones versus yeah. a card we're probably going to talk about later. Oh, we don't even have uh, on here. No, it's not on the list. Uh, versus Quintorius. Yeah, you can talk about it now if you want to. Yeah, so Quintorius, three red-white, Planeswalker, uh, with a static ability whenever you cast a spell from exile, uh, your opponent loses two life and you gain two life. Uh, it plus one to make a 3-2 spirit. And at minus threes, I think it starts out with four loyalty. At minus threes to discover four. Mm-hmm. And then, like, minus sixes, exile cards from your graveyard and make red mana so you can cast them kind of thing. Um, but if you play only... If you play nothing that has a mana cost less than four, you just play Oops All Clones. Yep. So you play Quintorius... Um, oh gosh, what is it called? I can see it. Spark Double. Yep. The Clever uh, Impersonator. Clever Impersonator. And there's like one other one. 
because they usually play like nine or ten. I can't think of the. Oh, they play Mythos of Aluna. Oh yeah, yeah, the spell that does the it. The spell that does it. And so, uh, you're ca- whenever you discover with Quintorius, you're casting a spell from exile. Mm-hmm. So they lose two and you gain two. So you just downtick your Quintorius and you make another Quintorius. Yep. That you downtick to make another Quintorius. And when you hit a spark double, you get to keep two Quintoriuses. So double then the pings. double the pings, and that's how you can like win. Is yep. like even if you don't have all of your clones or they have like a higher life total. There is some randomness to it that, like, oh, if they're somehow at, like, 35 or something, like, did you hit Spark Double, Spark Double? Or was, like, the Spark Double, like, the last one you got? But, yeah, basically, with, like, any reasonable life total, you just get to burn them out. And then they're playing the Strixhaven uh, gold cards that you got to discard to make a treasure. Yeah. So The, uh, The other deck is playing those as well. Yes, to, like... You know, geologic appraiser on four, or yep. to Quintorius on, uh, sorry, geologic appraiser, geologic on, appraiser three, on three, Quintorius on four. Yep. And but then you just have Trump and Carnosaur to like kill their Thalia. Yeah. Or which because it doesn't get taxed by Thalia. Right. Or you have, um, so you just have all this kind of like play. So. Right now, we're just, like, in this weird, like, world of Quintorius versus Geologic Appraiser and Trumpeting Carnosaur. Discover versus Discover. Yeah. Whenever we say Discover... We could have called the finals the Discovery Network. Oh, man. Whenever we say Discover, I, was, I always think, like, the card that pays you back. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Which is the Discover mechanic. It's a card it that is. pays yep. you back. The card that pays you back. Um, But, like, I like it when these kind of, like... Uh, combo decks are kind of obscure and out there. Yeah, when they're like the best thing, and it's just like combo mirrors constantly. It's just kind of like this, like loses the like niche enjoyment of it. Right, right. It's just like I've just conceded games to like Quintorius on the stack. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, you have a Karuga, and you just put a Quintorius on the stack. I know what's going to happen. I'm just going to get out. Yeah, or like, oh, you were you're resolving a geologic appraiser. Well, it's been a fun ride. Uh, <laughs> see you later. Yeah. All right. Uh, this is yours. This is. It's uh, Zayowa's Justice. One in a red for an instant. The owner of target artifact or creature with mana value one or greater shuffles it into their library. Then that player discovers X where X is its mana value. Um, the reason that I wanted to talk about this spell is because again it's something that red really doesn't get is cheap unconditional removal now obviously discover is random and there is certainly a chance that you upgrade them but the fact that it's for a like mana value kind of negates that a little bit like you're not going to turn their rotting registrar likely into something better than a rotting regisaur mm-hmm. at three mana you know what i mean um as long as you're not you know trying to as long as you're careful with it and you're trying to hit like actual game winning threats instead of just clearing the board uh this will likely do anything that you want it to yeah i mean it's it's chaos warp 
with yeah. more steps. Well, um, but Chaos Warp isn't manigated. This is true. It just hits anything. It's just the first thing it hits. Yeah. Um, and this is cheaper, too. It is. Uh, I think the card's interesting. It's so funny. So, we all complained about Tybalt's trickery. Mm-hmm. And oh, what was his name? Not Rosewater, the other one. It's on Twitter all the time. Gavin? Not Gavin. Aaron? Oh, Aaron. Aaron Forsyth. There we go. Was like, someone's like, why didn't you just make it say, like, opponent spell? Or yeah. spell you don't control? He's like, well, then no one would play it. It's like, okay. Right. So, you're admitting that the way you saw this card being played was to do the broken stuff that we did with it. And now you're mad that we're doing the broken stuff. Yeah. This, they worked so hard to make sure that you can't do the broken stuff. Right? Like, because if it didn't say mana value, if it just said, if it took the mana value off, mm-hmm. right, and just discovered X, right, like, you could, like, put a zero drop in your deck mm-hmm. or, like, somehow hit, like, set up that you, like, always kind of, like, pseudo-cascade into the correct thing. But right. because they made it the same mana value, you can't do that. Right? Because, like, if it was, like, discover, like, X minus one. Yeah. Right? So they got, like, downgraded. Right? Then you could go, like, okay, like, I'll kill my one drop and I'll go get... Uh, crashing footfalls. Mm-hmm. But they're like, no, 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 no. You can't do that. And so, like, I wonder if this card's going to see... Like, I think it sees commander play. I wonder if it sees, like, 60-card format play. I don't know. Like, I could see it, like, seeing play in standard. Yeah, like, especially if there's, like, some problematic permanent or something. Because, I mean, like... Well, like, how how easily does Red deal with a Shieldred? That's what I was going to say. Like, you just, like, flip their Shieldred into anything else has to be better than a Shieldred. Right. For you, if you're Red. Um, so, like, you're just like, here, I hope I hope that this is, like, I will at this point take a Glissa mm-hmm. as opposed to the Shieldred, please, and thank you. Right. And it's efficient. Like, at two mana, this is on par with, like, the constructed playable back black removal mm-hmm. and white removal yeah yeah it's kind of it's kind of like fateful absence mm-hmm. where like they get the card back but you give them the card back in the mana yeah so i mean worse but it's interesting but yeah like they really took the shenanigans out of it yeah and it's funny that like discover has shenanigans and they were like, no shenanigans with this. No shenanigans. None. All right, green. Moving on to green. So I put on Cosmium Confluence. It's four and a green for choose three. You may change the same. You may choose the same mode more than once. Search your library for a cave card. Put on the battlefield tapped and shuffle. Put three plus one plus one counters on a cave you control. It becomes a zero zero elemental. And a creature with haste, it's a, it's still a land, and destroy target enchantment for reasons. Because um, <laughs> that's what you want to do with your five mana. Exactly. I mean, I, I don't know. I guess, like, it's better than it not being there. Right. Um, 
Yeah, like this is the glue that holds the cave deck together. If there's a cave deck, if there's a cave deck, this is what holds it together. Yep. Right. So, it's also interesting that we have the the cave creature lands. Mm-hmm. And so this lets you like search up your win con. Yep. Uh, so, and like our promise was five mana get three lands, right? Was it? What was our, that? Hour of Promise was five mana, get three lands, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah, and it bonused you if you had deserts or something. Yeah. So, yeah. like, this is in that same, like, ballpark. Yeah. And that card saw some play. And, like, yeah. at least on the early access day, the cave decks uh, looked good. Okay. Yeah, I really haven't seen anything of the cave decks. Um, I have played a little bit of Limited, the set Limited over the weekend. Um... And I really didn't see, like, I heard some rumblings of the cave archetype in Limited, but mm-hmm. I haven't I haven't run across it yet. I tried to draft it once. It did not come together. Gotcha. But yeah. Um, I don't know. I could be drafting it wrong also. Yeah, it is awkward, though, that, like we said, like, with only having one set of cave cards. Yeah. And it's funny that, like, the Pioneer Caves deck... Oh, sorry, the Pioneer Gates deck basically only uses the cards from Guilds of Ravnica. Right. Like that block. So they, they could have pushed it super hard, but mm-hmm. it seemed but they didn't because like it could also just be like oppressive if like it's just play a bunch of lands and win the game. Right. So I don't know if it'll have legs, but uh this I card tell. It, Yeah, this card is interesting. Mm-hmm. All right, next one on the list. We have Galta, Stampede Tyrant. This is one that I put on here. It's five green, green, green for a 12-12 legendary elder dinosaur. It has trample, and when Galta, Stampede Tyrant enters the battlefield, put any number of creature cards from your hand onto the battlefield. That's a lot of mana. It is. And it uh, doesn't have haste or anything, so it's just big, big trample. However, if you can reanimate this thing, you just get to vomit your hand onto the battlefield. Mm-hmm. So if you're playing, you know, some kind of reanimator shenanigans and you you trip this out of your graveyard, you also get to put your Emrakul, Gristlebrand, whatever else you're playing from your hand into play. It's kind of hypergenesis. Kind of, yeah. Right, like it would go in a very similar deck that hypergenesis would go into. Yep. But instead of trying to cascade into hypergenesis, you've got to get this in your graveyard somehow. Right. And then do the hypergenesis thing. Mm-hmm. Also amazing to sneak attack in. Yes. Or um, through the breach. For sure. Or right. Gorio's Vengeance. Mm-hmm. Gorio's, yeah. like. Yeah, two mana for this thing? Absolutely. And then just put whatever else you have down. Yeah. Yeah, like, kind of magical Christmas land, but, like, it's, right, it's hard, because on one hand, it's like, we play the game because it's fun, and this is a fun thing to do, but then we also know it is magical Christmas land and not super realistic, and we would just die with, like, a bunch of uncastables (laughs) in our hand, and, like, our Galta exiled by, like, a uh, Soul Guide Lantern. 
<laughs> yeah. And we're just like, oh, I didn't get to do the thing. But, like, you know, the times that you do get to do the thing, you're like, oh, yeah. Where you, yeah. like, play a Galta and you put in an Itali and an oh, Atraxa. Yeah. And you're just like, and we're done here. Yep. Um, the other thing that I wanted to mention about this card is that its ability is not gated. Like, you're you're mm-hmm. playing bumper bowling without the bumpers. Um, so you don't have to cast this for it to do its thing. It's just on ETB, which means you obviously can reanimate it, but you can also flicker it. Mm-hmm. I have no idea what kind of deck wants to do that, but it's worth noting that you can flicker it. Yeah. So, yep. this card is interesting. Don't know if it's good, but like it makes you go like, oh, that'd be really fun if I could do that. Yeah. I mean, re- realistically, like it's probably a better fit in a Through the Breach deck than in like a Reanimator deck. Because in a Reanimator deck, it's just kind of win more. Mm-hmm. Like whatever, whatever you're going to reanimate in Reanimator is going to win you the game. So reanimating this and then also putting three other things that would have won you the game into play like probably doesn't matter a whole lot yeah agreed yep uh the next one here we have hulking raptor two green green for a five three dinosaur with ward two and at the beginning of your pre-combat main phase add green green so this is kind of a combination of two different cards that both saw play during their prospective standard environments. Okay. Uh, we had Vine Mare. Oh, yeah. Which was two green, green, five, three, hexproof. Hexproof, yeah. And also Frontier Siege. Three and a green enchantment. And at the beginning of your main phase, you add green, green. Mm-hmm. And they're both kind of stapled together. So the reason I added it here is like both of obviously neither one of those will probably see play anymore. Um, but both together, I think, is a reasonably powerful package. And a lot of the dinos are expensive. So mm-hmm. if you're if you're playing the dino deck, this is a pretty decent way to ramp into some some big baddies. Also, um, you can look at uh, Hawking Raptor again for my. Uh fight working deck sadly it doesn't trigger it on its own right but right you usually play like nissa like the mm-hmm. the five green or sorry the three green green frixian frixian yeah. nissa and like if that's in your hand like you're never casting it right right this like if it lives for the turn mm-hmm. you get to cast it or if you have like a titan of industry Right, it helps you cast those things. It gives you like an out, and it's still a pretty big body. Yep, it's like two activations from, uh, uh, or two targets from uh, uh, fight rigging from triggering, hmm. and also is a dinosaur for our boy Pugnacious Hammer Skull. Rar, rar, and territorial Hammer Skull. Territorial Hammer Skull. That's the white one. Oh. What was oh belligerent yearling is the one I was thinking. Yes, of. the one we years. just talked about. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, you are correct. That's not in this set. That was from a different set. Yeah. Um. <laughs> so, the today at dinner, uh, yeah. we're eating, and Gavin looks down at his shirt. and He goes like, "Dinosaur." 
Dinosaur goes, rawr. <laughs> Indeed it does, sir. Indeed it does. Good Indeed. job. This dinosaur goes, rawr. Sure does. You can but, see just by looking at it. Yeah, like You the, can tell by the way that it looks. It goes, rawr. Like, they did make it so you don't just get the two mana back right away. Because I initially thought that you got it back right away. Oh, yeah. yeah. But you don't. So they at least, like, didn't make that mistake. Mm-hmm. And but also, uh, like, with Ward 2, you're probably going to untap with it. Mm-hmm. And, like, it trades with a Shieldred, which is important. It does. Like, you get your mana, then you get to, like, trade it with a Shieldred, or they take five. That's probably a fair trade. Mm-hmm. Like, you, like, you know, play a big thing, play this, and then you're like, okay, let's go. Yeah, you play a uh, Trumpeting Carnosaur with your two extra mana. Yeah. And then you then you hit something else huge. And you're like, I did it. Oh, oh you hit the thing yeah. that gives everything haste. There we go. <laughs> we have we have our dinosaur deck, ladies and gentlemen. We did it. We did Congratulations. it. Congratulations. Well, yeah, was it uh, the the one from the previous Ixalan? So there's, the Ro- there, there's Registrar Alpha, and this is someone's hatcher. Okay. That, that is like pumped up Reggie. Yeah. It's a Reggie that gives you eggs. Yep. All right. All right. The gold cards. The gold cards. We have Amalia Benavides Aguirre. No. Sorry. Sorry about that. <laughs> uh, white black for a 2 2 vampire scout. It's legendary. It has ward paid three life. And whenever you gain life, Amalia explores. Then all other. Er, then destroy all other creatures. If its power is exactly 20. No, no, no. Um, so the reason we're mentioning this is there's a combo. Combo nation. Yep. And you said you ran into this deck over the weekend? This morning. This morning. I have not seen this deck yet. So I'm excited to. It is. So it was playing. Um, oh, gosh. Innkeeper. Prosperous Innkeeper. Okay. As. Ramp plus, um, yep. what's it life called? Life gain. Life gain. So, if you play one of these after a Prosperous Innkeeper, you get to explore. Mm-hmm. Um, it also is playing Court of Calling. Okay. So, the last game I lost, they had this on the battlefield, and they didn't do anything, and they just courted for Wild Growth Walker, which means gotcha. you die on the following turn. Right. Like if you don't have instant speed removal, you die. Yep. Or you have to have above 20 life. Yep. Um, I mean, other than that combo, I think the card is fine. Yeah. It, the only reason that I was interested is because of the combo. Um, I really enjoyed playing the, the old standard Explore deck. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, and this is probably the best shot that Explore has in this standard. Is mm-hmm. in this shell with this card. It's like, like a combo life deck. gain. But I mean, yeah. you don't have Wild Growth Walker in standard. Well, yeah. Well, I was going to say, like, it's. It is basically one of the old, like, modern creature combo decks. Mm-hmm. Right? We've got to, like, put fiddly bits together. Yeah. And then you get to do the thing. 
And so, like, those decks for a very long time were, like, good enough in uh, Modern. Mm -hmm. And, like, you don't have to go, like, super all-in. Like, this can be a, like, mid-rangey, thought-seize kind of deck. With a combo finish. With a combo finish, right? And you get Collected Company, and you get um, Court of Calling, so you have a lot of ways to find it. I mean, if you're feeling particularly frisky, right, you can Eldritch Evolution as well. Mm -hmm. Like, your deck, you could just be all in, and your deck could just be, like, Cenote Scouts, Prosperous yeah. Innkeepers, this, Wild Growth Walkers, and you're just like, I'm going to put this together every turn four. I'm right. going to have some way to do this. And I'm going to hope it's good enough. Mm-hmm. The ward pay three life is, like, annoying, but doesn't matter. No, not really. I mean, if it was ward a mana value, or, like, you know, uh, they haven't gone back to a similar to Trespassers ward discard a card. Right. Right. Something that was a little bit more, it's like, oh, if I don't kill this, I lose the game. I guess I will yeah. pay three life to not lose the game on the spot. True. So it's a little, it's a little, like, yeah, it. It's an inconvenience. It's annoying, but not really. Yeah, an inconvenience. That's a good way to put it. But it's not... But, like, I have to do it. Right. I also wonder... And, again, I do not know what the, like, lore is. But I wonder if this is, like, uh, Thassa's Oracle. Where they talked about during the design for Thassa's Oracle that they were just like, Oh, we'll throw this, like, wins the game text on it. So it can be a rare. Gotcha. I wonder if this was like, oh yeah, you gain life and then it explores. And they were like, yeah, that, that was a rare from like 2017, but that's not a rare in 2023. And then it's like, ah, we'll throw blows up the world on it and effectively wins you the game. Well, so this also stops the combo from drawing the game though. Okay. Because it, it's not it's not a May ability and neither is one. So if you explore with Wild Growth Walker, the phase would never end because it's an, a literal infinite loop with no way. Oh. Oh, because you wouldn't have to flip the card. Or you wouldn't you have. Mean? So like if you got to a non-land, you could just leave it on top. Yeah. Okay. Fair. For whatever but, that's worth. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, but they could have. They could have. Uh, they could have like done that by saying like, uh, may explore, but then that adds an extra click on arena. Right. So they were like, no. But you know what I mean. It just feels odd. Yeah, it, it is an awkward thing, but to just be like. And you effectively win the game. Right. Uh, so, but no, like, playing against the card, or the combo, it seemed solid. It was, like, it just, like, well, again, one of those things that, like, it just loomed over your head. Mm -hmm. And you're like, do I have enough instant speed removal? Uh, I was playing green-white artifacts. Portable so hole. No. <laughs> portable hole is not an instant, so I did not it have enough not. instant speed remo removal. Uh, so, no, I thought that, like, the card, the deck seemed good. 
Like, it seems okay. reasonable that you could, like, pull it off. Yep. I mean, I lost both my games to it. <laughs> All right. Let's uh, move on to the next gold card here. Mm-hmm. So this we is have... mine. No, go ahead. It's Molten Collapse. It's uh, black-red mm-hmm. for a sorcery. Choose one. If you descend it this turn, you may choose both instead. Destroy target creature or planeswalker. Destroy target non-land permanent with mana value one or less. So, I heard you like Dreadbore. Mm-hmm. Would you like Dreadbore with strictly all upside? Right. Would you like Dreadbore that also blows up Aether Vile, Hardened Scales, uh, the Ozolith? Mm-hmm. Um, pick a thing that gets like played in like tier two ish kind of decks. Yeah, I mean the awkward thing is like the reason that Dreadboard didn't see play over Terminate is because it's sorcery speed, and that's like when you're talking about those older formats, mm-hmm. that's a huge deal. Oh, I agree. Um, but like, even if it's like a sideboard card, mm-hmm. right? If you, uh, if you were like, you know what, I have, you know, if Merfolk gets good. Yeah. And you're like, I need a way to like consistently kill the vial. Right. I can use Molten Collapse. Or if yep. Hardened Scales is good, I need a way to kill Hardened Scales. I'm Black Red. I would like to be able to kill this one mana enchantment. Yeah. Huh. I guess I can with a Black Red Gold card. Right. Because there's no more color pie. Um, sure you can. Yeah. So like, again, like, in Pioneer, you just never play Dreadbore again. Right. Right. This is just better than that. And in Modern, like, maybe you get a split. Maybe it's a cyborg card. But, like, it well, just... I mean, I don't think... Like, there, there's no deck that wants four Dreadbore. Dreadbore mm-hmm. was only ever, like, a one or a two. So, this is never going to be Dreadboard number five. No. And honestly, I don't think anybody's going to play a play set of this. So, I don't think Dreadboard sees any play anymore. No. So, I was going to say, it, but what I meant by like a split is maybe like instead of three terminates in your oh, yeah, yeah, scam yeah. deck, maybe you play ter- two terminates in a molten collapse. Yeah. And then, like, if some deck that like the second clause matters comes up. Maybe right. you just kind of swap it. So yeah, I was I'm in a split between terminate and molten collapse, not terminate, not yeah. dre- uh, dreadbore <laughs> and molten collapse. It's like you play zero dreadbores in right. this. You will never play your first dreadbore over your first first molten collapse, right? And which is so weird because like dreadbore for a while kind of needed a reprint, mm-hmm. and like <laughs> you're just like no, it doesn't. Us a reprint. They're just like here. Have this. It's just just better. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I I am waiting for, uh, in a another year or two where they're just gonna print like, Dreadbore, but at instant speed, mm-hmm. or something like this. It is instant speed Dreadbore with like weird set mechanic. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like molten cave in, and it's They're an instant common, probably. Yeah. But, like, I'm waiting on just, like, the... This didn't see as much play as we thought. Let's make it an instant. Yeah. 
And then this being like relegated to unplayable. Yeah. All right. What do we got next here? Next one, we have Squirming Emergence. It's one black green for a sorcery with Fathomless Descent. Return to the battlefield, target non-land permanent card in your graveyard. Mana value equal or mana value less than or equal to the permanent cards in your graveyard. Um, I I wanted to make mention of this card for two reasons. The first is that three men is a pretty decent rate for a reanimate spell. Mm-hmm. Um, even with like being limited by the number of cards in your graveyard. Um, specifically for like pioneer, explorer, standard. You don't have the graveyard tutors that the older formats do to selectively put single cards in your graveyard. So you're relying more on self-mill, which if that's what you're doing, fathom the Fathomless Descent really isn't that much of a downside because you're going to have you know, eight or ten cards in your graveyard pretty much mm-hmm. whenever you're ready to reanimate something. Um, but also, this flavor text is amazing. Due it to... Says, yeah, go ahead. No, go ahead. I have my glasses on. Oh. Due to archaic Brazen Coalition guidelines regarding hats, a few mycoids are now technically pirate captains. Mmm. Because, <laughs> because they wear a hat. Yeah, that's a little fungus wearing a hat. Yeah, um... I had someone almost uh, reanimate a talk troll against me. Ooh. Almost. And I, they probably should have, too, but I got... Because I got greedy and, like tried to kill them as opposed to play my graveyard hate. Uh, and I was like, and then I think they, uh, they, I think they were like one permanent short. And I was like, whew, kind of dodged a bullet there. Yeah. And it's like, I would not be beating a Toxtro. Yeah. Um, but no, this card is neat. Yeah. I mean, I think you'd have to get pretty lucky, but you could, you could hit a Toxtro on turn three with this. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, and like in older formats, um, you have Grizzly Salvage, like mm-hmm. to like fill your graveyard, like yep. Citrus Supplier, Grizzly Salvage, but like you have this weird tension. Like Grizzly Salvage is a non-permanent, right. so it doesn't count for descend. And so, and like you also have the thing of like if you mill this, then you're just kind of like, oh no, yeah, right. So, but it is interesting. Like I wonder if there's a way that like you just have like a deck full of cheap stuff. And this is kind of just like three mana, get back a three drop. Where yeah, you're just kind of like playing like a normal-ish game and you use it for value as opposed to big thing. Could be. And then what's our last gold card here? Last gold card we have is Whale of the Forgotten. It's blue and a black for a sorcery with Descend 8. Choose one if there are eight or more permanents Permanent cards in your graveyard as you cast the spell. Choose one or more instead. And its modes are return target non-land permanent to its hand. Target opponent discards a card. Or look at the top three cards of your library. Put one in your hand. And the... Oh, what um, was that last part again? Into your graveyard. Okay. Yeah, gra- graveyard. Okay. Uh, the reason why I wanted to mention this card. Um, Descend dates kind of a lot in the deck that wants this card. But this is somewhere along the lines of Drown in the Lock. Yeah, it is kind of Drown in the Lock. Um, but, like, Drown in the Lock 
you like it was your opponent's graveyard yeah so like all the rogue shenanigans mm-hmm. like kind got of fueled like, by it. got fuel like they were like make drown in the lock good yeah where this is you're like kind of having to self-mill now like a lot of these are like each of the abilities is kind of one mana too much yeah, right, like, they're all kind of one mana abilities. Yeah, like bounce a permanent to its owner's hand yeah. is one mana. Two if it's attached to a three one flash flyer. Yeah. Um, target opponent discards a card. That's just Raven's Crime. Right. And then look at the top three cards of your library. Put one of them back in the rest of the into your graveyard. That's kind of anticipate. So that one's kind of two mana. Yeah. Like if you get all of them turned on, great. Like, in the late game, like, what is this, Repulse? Mm-hmm. Uh, Recoil or whatever, the blue-black card that was, like, bounce a thing, discard. Yeah. Plus, like, put the best card of your top three in your hand is amazing. Yeah. So, like, like this feels like a kind of a control card. Mm-hmm. Or, like, a tempo-y card, maybe. It's sorcery, though, like, I don't, I don't know that yeah. a control deck wants to play this. And, like, the fact that it bounces and it kills something, yeah. I don't know. It just feels, it feels kind of like it's, like, lost. Yeah, like, it doesn't have, bit. like, a good home. But, like, if you get to do all the things, and, like, I had an opponent cast it, and I was like, there are too many words with this card. Just, like, do stuff, <laughs> and then, like, I'll check back in when, uh, when, when things... When you figure it out. Yeah. Like, I'm not wearing my glasses. I'm currently exercising, and I'm on an iPad. Like, just let yeah. it resolve. Like... Hit resolve all. Tell me what happens when I'm done, Arena. <laughs> yeah. All right. So we're going to move on to lands and artifacts now. Yeah. And you wanted to do a special shout out that's I didn't include in our list, but is probably yeah. something we should at least mention. So uh, Cavern of Souls is coming to Pioneer. Yep. And to Standard. Um, in Standard, I've heard people talking about the fact that Right, you don't have to really even play a tribal deck to make it good. Mm-hmm. You just like make it your seventh land, and you say angel, and then you just resolve your Atraxa, and your opponent like stares at their disdainful stroke as they yeah. get clowned. Or you say dinosaur, and then you play your Atali, and your right. opponent gets clowned. Um, so just like I'm gonna force through giant seven drop, which yeah. kind of feels like what standard has devolved into for. Some portion of the last few years, it's just like we get to the like seven mana commander card thing, uh, right. like, and that's what we play. Um, so there's that, and then like, uh, tribal decks just get to have like crazy mana in Pioneer. Yeah. So I've been uh, lazy, but wanting to put together elementals, where like you just go like you know what I'm not gonna play leyline binding. But I'm going to play Cavern, uh, Unknown Shores, and uh, what was the Sanctuary or whatever? The Ninja one? Yep. Right? Where then you just have 12 lands that just tap for every creature in your deck. Yeah. And then you play some lands around that. But, like, you're pretty confident that you're going to be able to cast all of your elementals every single game. Right. And if some portion of the time that, again, your opponent stares at their disdainful stroke as you, like, jam uh, an Omnath, mm-hmm. like, even better. I think also, like, this can help humans. 
mm-hmm. right? Like we talked about the white Warren of the Inner Sky. Yeah. Right? A perhaps reasonable human one drop. And right, so now you could play like again, Esper humans, Abzan humans. Right, kind of pick your flavor of. I'm going to stick all my interaction on my creatures, and I'm just going to like jam them with yep. twelve lands that always make it so they can cast. Mm-hmm. So, just a thing to keep in mind that if you like are into a certain tribe, this is a card that's going to like help that. And then if you're just a degenerate who wants to cast seven drops, or I guess a Timmy who just wants to make <laughs> sure their seven drop always resolves. Just there name the type and go. Yep. Have you, just kind of as a side topic, you have your caverns already, right? I have my caverns, yeah. Have you looked to see what this has done to the price of caverns? Um, I, I haven't. I, was just I, I often choose not to, but we can okay. go through that, uh, <laughs> that sad exercise. Um, so the cavern... Oh, Jeez. Well, there are so many versions of Cavern now, I'm surprised. Oh, um, God, yeah. So the... God, where's it at? Well, it seems pretty flat. Still I mean, 40 it came bucks. Down a little bit. Yeah. Still like $38. Yeah. I wonder, what's the new version? 27 Okay. Something like that. I Like, when I clicked on... I'm on Scryfall, and I clicked on it, and I was like, wow... Like there are they've they they've been trying to print this thing so it's cheaper, yeah. And it has not gotten there. It so, has not worked. Uh, the Ixalan one is twenty eight. Okay. So like it might dip and then kind of creep back up, mm-hmm. because if it's holding that price, like there are one, two, three, four, five six printings that aren't like super duper special yeah so i mean it's been printed a bunch yeah so all All right right. into land and artifacts yes this was one of yours so go for it okay so uh chimmel the inner sky six mana legendary artifact spells you control can't be countered at the beginning of your end step discover five um i need to look up this other card uh but i will as i'm talking um, so there was a while back the, um, like colorless ramp deck where mm-hmm. you used uh, forsaken monument and, um, well, this is another like payoff. You make sure your stuff doesn't die yeah, or doesn't get countered and it like can spin into your forsaken monument or some, uh, other ramp card. Um, which, like, you know, if it hits, like, a two-mana mana rock, not the best thing in the world. Um, but, again, I was talking about maybe that deck could be white now because we have, uh, in, like, Pioneer, we have Foundry, uh, Fabrication Foundry, we have uh, the Iron Crag. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, you know, they keep making all of this stuff. Maybe they'll make a white, like, Artifact Wrath. And they yeah, did. Yeah, one. And I just, we talked about, like, maybe it'll happen, and it's already here. So Unstable Glyph Bridge is three white-white, which happens to be five. Mm-hmm. And then when it enters the battlefield, if you cast it, which this would cast it, yep. uh, 
For each player, choose a creature with power two or less. That creature controls. Destroy all creatures except creatures chosen this way. So you get, they're left with one little thing or nothing if they have creatures with power three or uh, two or great, uh, three or greater. Yeah. Right. So like there is like, and fabrication foundry can cast it. Mm-hmm. So you can like get to it faster. Uh, so just like, if there is like this, like pioneer ramp into like, biggish things this could be like a bridge that can like hit your wrath spell hit your like forsaken monument and like the next turn you're like i just need to untap and i'm gonna like slam an ugin and it'll be fine uh ugin solves all problems or i'm gonna slam an ulamog and it will be fine yeah so this was just like a and like they can't be countered so you know they're gonna resolve Right. So you're like, I need this to resolve, and you're like golden. Mm-hmm. All right, next up we have Echoing Deeps. It is a land. It's a cave. It enters a battlefield as a copy of any land card in a graveyard, except it's a cave in addition to its other types. Mm-hmm. And it enters tapped. And it taps for a colorless. Yes. I just think it looks so awkward. That it yeah. says, add, well, no, it says add wingding, and then there's yeah. that period. <laughs> it just looks so off. It just looks like it should say add wingding. Stop. Yeah, like, no don't period. put a period there. It looks weird. Um, I mean, the card's kind of awkward, too, because it only copies lands that are in graveyards. Mm-hmm. But it comes into but, play untapped if it's not copying something. It's true. Which is, like, good in the earlier game. Yeah, yeah it's not like... Thespian stage or like Vesuva, it's like graveyard yeah. Vesuva. Yeah. But it's also I was specifically obviously thinking for depths. This mm-hmm. would be like depths number five. Yeah, like backup you, depths. Yeah, like if you've already gone for it once and they solituded your mm-hmm. your mom, then you could go get go depths. Yeah. 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 I mean that is like Whenever there's a land card, it's like, can this make depths yeah. playable again? Also, it it's also um, stage number five for the same reason. Mm-hmm. So, like, whichever piece you're missing, yeah. like, that's probably its biggest benefit is, like, whatever. Because, like, you could just go get a depths. But, like, if you yeah. had a depths and, like, not the stage, or whatever, right. you could, like, I can just go get the one that I'm missing. Or, like, if you had two stages, but you couldn't have a way to get another depths. Yeah. Um. No, it's been a very long time since I played any Legacy, mm-hmm. and I have way more experience with depths than I do lands. But I have dabbled in lands a little bit. Mm-hmm. This seems kind of like a no-brainer for lands, though, because it gets a Tabernacle that is gone. Mm-hmm. It gets a wasteland you've mm-hmm. already used. It gets a glacial chasm that you didn't feel like paying the upkeep for. And, like, with you doing Life from the Loam stuff, like, you have the ability to, like, put a lot of lands in your graveyard. Yeah. Like, pretty consistently. Like, Depths Depths is more like, I'm going to put these in my graveyard, hopefully only one time. Right. Right? Where, like, you just, you draw this, and you're like, oh, this is any land that is in my graveyard currently. Yeah. Okay. And, like, 
you know, it's like reasonable like crop rotation fodder if you have like a life from the loam because you're like I can get it back, mm-hmm. and then if I don't need to play it right now, uh, if I mill something that I really need, I can play it and get that thing. Like, oh man, I really need a tabernacle. Oh, yep. I milled my tabernacle. Okay, I can I can uh, uh, play my echoing depths. Yeah, yeah. No, it's it is. It is a card I want to be good. I mean, does DNT want two more wastelands? Because that's kind of what this is. Like in any wasteland deck, it's just wasteland number five or six. Yeah, or I guess it's like extra Caracas if your Caracas gets yeah uh, blown up. They could like it could see like one maybe. And like right. you, I mean, your fail case is what you get a you turn it into a fetch. It's just your fail case is a waste. Oh, that's true. Yeah, your fail yeah, case like is you, a waste. Like you can play this on turn one and play your vial. Yeah. And then just be like fine, like playing a normal game with this out. Yeah. Yeah. It is. Again, I want it to be good. I want there to be something like you can do with it. Maybe. It's been a long time since uh, you got any toys, so. Yeah. Very I long figured time. we'd talk about it. Everyone else gets free Swords to Plowshares. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we got Roaming Throne now. It's a four mana, four four artifact creature golem with Ward Two. When it ETBs, you choose a creature type. Uh, Roaming Throne is the chosen type in addition to its other types. And if a triggered ability of another creature you control of the chosen type triggers. Triggers an additional time. I name Elemental. <laughs> Risen Reef, go. Yeah. This in the uh, Risen Reef into this get two triggers. Yep. Um, while oh gosh, while Elishnorn is uh, Elishnorn was Mother of Machines. Mm-hmm. Absolutely a better card than this. Yes. Absolutely cannot argue. This opens you up to like being able to play Kahira mm-hmm. as like a companion if that's like how you want to jam. Also, if you're playing a twelve Rainbow Land deck, you, oh no, no can't I can't because it's a golem. Yeah. Can't play it's a golem. Um, I take that back. But it does. It does. I haven't messed it up. Lets you play the twelve Rainbow Land mana base because you can just tap any four of them for colorless and still get to play right. this. Where yep. Elish Norn, you would not. And this would trigger your Risen Reef. Yes. Where Elish Norn does not. You need to like Elish Norn and then Thing. Right. Where this would just double trigger right away. Mm-hmm. So, like, just as like a reasonable, like, you know, thing to. Uh, and it's if a triggered ability of another. So, like, if you played a Voice of Resurgence. Oh, yeah. And this was on the battlefield, you would get, if they cast a spell on your turn, you would get two. Or if it died, you get two. two. So, like, yep. it works well with, with that. Yep. Um, And then any, like, so that's kind of a, a spot that I think El- it's better than Elishnorn. Because Elishnorn yeah. have a permanent enters the battlefield. This is just anything. Yeah. So, um... It's also not off color. 
it's also not off color or just like again if you're like i'm gonna play a bunch of yep. rainbow lands sadly it's not an elemental so i can't kahira and you can't right. like i guess like if you're like hard up you can be like cavern of souls on golem <laughs> you probably don't well i guess for uncounterability's sake sure yeah yeah, yeah, just like to make it so you can't counter it, but yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know. Could this be an honorary Eldrazi? I guess there aren't enough like triggers in Eldrazi that would like matter. You just like thought not here. <laughs> well, see, thought not here is awkward though because it would trigger both sides, right? Both yeah, triggers on both sides. You'd eat two cards and then they draw two cards. Yeah, unless you could kill it before. I don't know. It'd be weird. Yeah. Hmm. Oh. Uh, we got one more card in the artifact and land section. Okay. And that is Throne of the Grim Captain. Ooh. This is two mana for a legendary artifact. You can tap to mill two cards, and it can craft with a dinosaur, a merfolk, a pirate, and a vampire, and four mana. Yes. Um, Two mana mill two is not bad. Yeah, no, it's like... like that. That's an acceptable rate, I think. Mm-hmm. And... That's not why I'm excited, though. No. Uh, the, the crafting thing is the exciting part. Mm-hmm. Because there's a plethora of cheap shapeshifters. Yeah. Well, in in standard, Seth, probably better known as Safranol, have played this card. Oh, yeah? And with just, like, a hodgepodge of, like, random explore creatures and things that had, like, the right creature types... Yeah. Was able to flip it multiple times. Um, I drafted one of these. Okay. And was able to flip it multiple times in my draft. Oh, nice. Yeah. It's trivially, trivially. Yes. Easy to do in this format. Yeah. Um, and like you said, like the random shapeshifters that are going to, you know, now it's, you can't just do one creature that has all of them. Right. No, it's got to be all. It's got to be four. But like, ones, if you but... like get like a merfolk and a dinosaur and then two shapeshifters, yep, you're good, and it like makes it easier. So like, gosh, what was I gonna say like, realm walker, mm-hmm. um, or the I have one here. Uh, the the green guy that gets a plus one plus one counter when it comes into play. Yep. Like I was uh, thinking more like the cheap ones, like changeling outcast and. I was thinking Whatever like the colorless one is, but I was thinking uh, Universal Automaton. Yeah, that one. Uh, Guardian Gladewalker, the two mana one one that gets plus yeah. one plus one counter. So like, I was trying to keep it like in the realm of Pioneer. Yeah. Right, because like you can't. Uh, I don't know if we want to be telling people like fill your graveyard and make a seven seven in <laughs> in modern. Um, no, probably not. But like maybe like a Pioneer thing with the. Uh, the god with the shapeshifters is probably much easier yeah and um, what does it, the back do why are we flipping this thing over yeah i was going to say the reason that you want to try and put some work into flipping it is because the backside is the grim captain it's a seven seven skeleton spirit pirate it's legendary it has keyword soup menace trample lifelink hexproof and whenever the grim captain attacks each opponent sacrifices a non-land permanent then you may put uh, an exiled creature card used to craft the Grim Captain onto the battlefield under your control tapped in a tap. Also, so, like if, 
uh, I was just going to say, if you're using, you know, cheap throwaway creatures to do your crafting with, the last part really doesn't do a lot, but Edict on a Stick every time it swings sure does. Yeah, and I was going to say, Trumpeting Carnosaur is a three-mana removal spell that is also a dinosaur that is also that is a true. house if you cast it for free. That is true. Yeah, so, tapped and attacking. Yeah. Get in <laughs> and, there, And buddy. you would discover because Trumpeting Carnosaur is a ETB, not cast. Yeah. Solid solid designs all the way around um, yep. for, for Discover. Yeah, no, uh, this, if you flip it, great. Like, again, this is like, this is a fun thing to do. Mm-hmm. Like, is it a good thing to do? Well, probably not. But like, if you can like settle into this is fun. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't think it's like super hard to do. Like there's not, you don't have to do a ton of work to do it. True. I mean, you have to do a little bit of work, but. Mm-hmm. No, I, I, I agree. But like the fact that it doesn't have haste. Right, like it opens you up to yeah. like Liliana Edict, right. Shieldred's Edict, and stuff like that. So you like do all this work, and then like the Grim Captain goes to like Davy Jones's locker. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, so all right. We, ha- we have a cycle of gods. We do. Um, do you want to read them all off, and then we'll talk about them all together, or do you want to yeah. talk about them one by one? Or? Let's kind of read them all off and kind of, like, stick them together, because we are an hour 50, sorry, an hour 25 in. Got dyslexic right. for a second. Uh, um, the first one we hit, oh, god. I, I was going to say, you gave me Ogre Talk, or whatever. Deepest well, they're, Foundation. They're, they're all Ogre something. Oh, they're all impro- unpronounceable? Okay. Yeah. Uh, deepest Foundation, it is four white white for uh, Legendary Creature God. It's a 6-6. It has Vigilance. And if one or more creature tokens would be created under your control, three times that many of those tokens are created. And when it dies, you return it to the battlefield tapped and transformed under your control. So they all have a land on the back. This has the Temple of Civilization. It adds weight. And then for two and a weight, you can tap the Temple and transform it. Uh, activate only if you attacked with three or more creatures this turn and only as a sorcery. Yep. So, okay. Next up, we have Oger Pakpatik, Deepest Epic. Two blue, blue, four, three, legendary god with flying. Whenever you cast an instant spell from your hand, it gains rebound. Uh, if you don't remember, rebound lets you cast it again during your next upkeep. Um, and when Oger Pakpatik dies, return it to the battlefield tapped and transformed under its owner's control with three time counters on it. It trans- transforms into the Temple of Cyclical Time. It's a land. It taps for a blue, and you remove a time counter from the temple. And for two and a blue, you can transform the temple if it has no time counters on it and only as a sorcery. So it transforms with time counters when it transforms, you put time counters on it? When it turns into the land, you put three time counters on it. Yep. Then we have Aklazat, the deepest betrayal. Three black black for a 4-4 bat god legendary with flying and lifelink. When it attacks, each opponent discards a card. For each opponent, who can't you draw a card? Whenever an opponent discards a land card, you make a black bat with flying, and when it dies, you transform it. And the backside is Temple of the Dead. It's a land, taps for a black. 
Two black tap transform temple of the dead. Activate only if a player has one cards in hand and only as a sorcerer. Then we have Oger Axanil, the deepest might. Two red red for a four four god would trample. If a red source you control would deal an amount of non-combat damage less than Oger Axanil's power to an opponent, that source deals damage equal to Oger Axanil's power instead. And when it dies, you flip it, just like the rest of these. Uh, it turns into Temple of Power. It's a land. You tap it for a red. And you can pay two a red, tap it to flip it back. O activate only if uh, red sources you control dealt or more non-combat damage this turn, only as a sorcery. And the last one. Oger Kaslem, Deepest Growth. Uh, three green green for a 6-5 legendary god would trample. Whenever Oger Kaslem deals combat damage to a player, you may reveal that many cards from the top of your You may put a creature card and or land card among them onto the battlefield. Put the rest on the bottom in a random order. When it dies, you flip it. Turns into a land that taps for a green. And for two and a green, you can flip it back. If you control ten or more permanents and only as a sorcery. Okay. Whew. That was a lot. Um, so, like, the white one just screens, like, commander. Yeah. Right? It's, like, the highest mana cost and, like, just wants you to, like, do other stuff. Right? Yeah. Um, well, also, like, for the mana cost, you've got to be making some, like, reasonable power tokens for this to mean anything. Yeah. Like, you... you Making three one ones instead of one one doesn't really matter a whole lot. Thing. Yeah. What was that uh, card from guilds? It was like three white white. All your tokens become four four angels. Like whenever you make a token, oh, you make yeah, a four yeah. four angel instead. Yeah, divine intervention or something. Divine yeah, divine something. something. Yeah. So like you you have this and you have that, and then you're just like, oh, tap my tap my flip legions landing and like make twelve power. Yeah go yeah yeah um the blue one like has the like blue one of these like issue which is like it's like a reasonable little flyer mm -hmm. like i don't know if three toughness is enough um yeah but... four mana well four mana four four three isn't like super behind the curve um what was the the squadron hawk angel from it was a 4-3. Yeah, like, that saw a little bit of play. Yeah, yeah. The one that, I mean, like, got him out of your sideboard? Yeah. A um, little bit different time, but, mm -hmm. like, that saw a little bit of play. And, like, giving giving your instance rebound is a thing either. Like, making, yeah. making your bounce spell hit two things instead is pretty good. Yeah. Making your cantrip pop twice is pretty good. Yeah, like... Obviously, it like... A counter spell isn't going to do a whole lot, but yeah, but no, it's it's in that like sweet spot where it could see some play. Yeah, and then um, the black one's pretty strong, I think. Mm -hmm. um, but there's a lot of competition in black, also, so I don't know if it nudges any out. Like I think yeah. black decks in general are pretty strong right now. Yeah. Also, um, it yeah, when whenever an opponent discards a a land card, mm -hmm. that's to anything. 
Right, yeah. So you get that bat kind of regardless. So it's kind of like really big waist nut? Yeah. Um, also, it's the only one that has a, an additional type other than God. True. Which I don't know why. Uh, it has to do with the lore, I think. Like this, the black god... It's like an interloper or something. Okay. Like it's, it's also it, not named the same as It's the, not an Oger, yeah. Yeah. But he's Whatever the only no 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 Pat God. Pat God. Yeah. <laughs> um The red one, like, does red things. Like yeah. could you imagine oh gosh. Skittering scamper and remember that deck with the like Something Calamity, the, like, one in the red yeah. enchantment. Yeah. Um, And then, like, you just play this, and you just swing, and you, like, hit him for, like, 20. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I think this one's kind of bad, though. Yeah, it's not great. Like, again, this kind of feels like these cards rarely see standard play. Like, the, yeah. the one from Throne did. Mm-hmm. Uh, the one red, red, red one. Yeah, uh, but that was because having three red pips was good, and Torbrand. For, yeah, Torbrand, because that was good for uh, was Annex, yeah, the devotion guy. But like these, like increase the amount of damage you do cards. Haven't seen a ton of standard play. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's also like difficult to flip. Yeah. Right, like, four points of non-combat damage to, like, cast two burn spells and have, like, mana left over to flip this well, thing. I mean, I think they're all kind of difficult to flip, though. Yeah. Um, but uh, they all kind of are. Fair yeah. enough. And then what's the 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 green one? Uh, is Garrick's, Garrick's something? Was it Garrick's Harbinger? Was that it? Yeah. The one green, green, like, 4-3 pro, uh, pro black or hexproof from black. Yeah, I mean, it didn't have trample, so this is going to yeah. be easier to connect than than that was, but... Yeah, I mean... It's also two mana more. Yeah, but I was just saying, like, it's kind of that similar effect. Yeah. And, like, I don't know, big green idiots, there's, like, there are a dime a dozen. Mm-hmm. Um, also, um, the backside is just the city's blessing. Right, yeah. Which is nice. We brought that back. Yeah. Um, that is nice. It's like, oh yeah, I remember you. Yep. I mean, by the time you cast this, you'd have to, you have six permanents. Right. Right. So, like, you're almost halfway there. This is probably the easiest one to flip, because you're just kind of going to, like, fall backwards into it by the time you play it, and then they, like, remove it. Yeah. So... Yeah, I think they're all fine. Like, they definitely, again, a dangerous thing to say, like, they kind of give commander vibes. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, then, like, in, like, a year, we'll be like, oh, my God, I'm so sick of playing against... It's so oppressive. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, oh, yeah. Uh, well, so which one do you think is the best? Um, Probably blue... It's cheap. Okay. It's abrasive. Uh, abrasive. Evasive. <laughs> Evasive, yeah. Um, and I'm trying to think, is there like a like cheap... I guess there's a braid. Like there's like... 
Like, is there a cheap three damage spell? And like red, I guess there's a brain. Carnosaur. Like Carnosaur. So like three toughness is like a little rough. Yeah. But like, you know, you're gonna like play the white one on like six and then have like token makers, like in your hand, raise yeah. the alarm. Like you know, you've already played all that stuff, so you don't die. Right. So. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think the white one's good. Um, I don't think the red one's very good. No. I think the blue one's fine, but it kind of takes a special deck. Like, I don't think you want to, you don't want to play it like a control deck. You probably want to play it's like, it like a, a spell deck. deck. deck, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then, like, that's kind of dependent on how viable that deck is, whether mm-hmm. the card's good or not. I think the black one and the green one are good mid-range threats, mm-hmm. but, like... But the problem is, is, like, the black one, like, you can only play so many, like, four and five mana spells. and like Exactly. Every... Well, I mean, same with the green one. Yeah, but every deck that starts with, like, Swamp has four shielders in it already. Right. So, like, it's not going to push that out. I don't know what kind of what the green staple, like, you have to play me card is. But... Shieldred. <laughs> Shieldred. <laughs> yeah. Gliss is three mana, but still, that one's also in there. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, like... It just is hard to play that many of like those cards. Yeah, and they're gonna be in the same standard forever, so Yes. Overshadowed. For seemingly ever, yes. Alright. Yeah. And then we have creature lands. Yep. These are all all the same. They all tap they all enter the battlefield tapped. They all tap for two colors. These are let's see, white and you got they're, white, blue The ally colors? Green. Yeah, the ally colors. Um and then all of them have pay a mana, pay some amount of mana, and they turn into a. Yes. So the first one we have is white and blue. It's restless anchorage. It's one white blue. It becomes a two three bird with flying, and whenever it attacks, you make a map token. I mean that's fine. Yeah, that's not bad. I also um, I'd also like to point out that restless anchorage sounds like a sitcom about. A girl trying to find her way in the hustle and bustle of the city of Anchorage, Alaska. <laughs> sure does. Um, white and blue, as a color combination, isn't typically going to have a whole lot of creatures around to make maps with. Although there is like a soldier's deck recently, mm-hmm. right? There has been a soldier's deck, but it kind of like wants to have its mana untapped early. Yeah. So. Yeah, true. So if you're willing to play comes into play tapped land you're probably not playing the soldier's deck in which case you probably don't have a ton of maps or creatures laying around to make use of the maps so that's a little awkward but like three mana for a man land that turns into a two three flyer like that's pretty good yeah um there's also like the esper legends deck and like just like okay. the kind of esper mid-rangey decks that are already yeah. playing a lot of um oh gosh uh, triomes. Mm-hmm. So, like, you know, they're willing to have some... They don't have a lot to do on one, I don't think. So, yeah. like, you know, a couple of these might be, like, worthwhile. Yeah. To uh, make... To, like, in the late game, like, have this an extra thing that you can throw counters on from uh, whatever his name is. The flying bird guy, Rafine. Ravine. Yeah. Yeah, Rafine. All right, the next one we have is Restless Prairie. This one's green and white. 
It's two green white. It becomes a three three green and white llama. And when it attacks other creatures you control, get plus one plus one turn. I mean, an anthem on a land is pretty good. Yeah, it's four mana for a three three, and it only pumps other creatures. Mm -hmm. So I mean, it's kind of fragile, and like in those colors, four mana for a three three isn't a great rate. I don't think. Yeah. I, th I think it might be more like you just have this threat of, you know, not quite an inspired charge, you know, in your mana base. So you've gone wide and then you just like, I want to fire this up and like end the game. Yeah. Because my, my inspired charge is in my mana base. Yeah. Uh, also, I do you see I the see llama? That. I do see the llama. Did you see the bird in the last one? Yes. Okay. It kind of looks like an angel in the last one, but... Yeah, like, I guess so. I mean, yeah, it's got a it, tail, though. Yeah, totally bird. Yeah. Yep. All right. Uh, the next one we have is Restless Reef. This is blue-black. It's two blue-black. It turns into a 4-4 four, four blue and black shark with death touch. Oh, did the last one have a keyword? Uh, no. Oh, no keyword. Okay. Uh... So this turns into a 4-4 blue and black shark with death touch. And when it attacks, target player mills four cards. Man, this thing's a beater and limited, huh? Oh, yeah. A 4-4 four, four for four that, like, you had to throw multiple things in front of that just die. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it mills a tenth of their deck every time it swings. Or it mills you to turn on your descend stuff. Yeah, that too. This is Gavin's favorite card because it has a shark on it. Rawr. Rawr. He loves sharks. Alright. Um, I think that that's, this one's pretty good. Like, it's different than Creeping Tar Pit, but like, yeah. kind of on the same power level. Yeah. Like, that's kind of the thing, like, we're getting this cycle... This is the second time for this cycle... Right, well, we had... kind of the third time. I mean, it's the second, the second uh, allied color. So we have this in creeping tar pit. There's not another one. Right, right. And then black white was first shambling vent, mm -hmm. and then we got them in whoa. Yep. Okay. So there's only two. Yep. Yeah, there's two full cycles. Two yeah. full cycles. Okay. Yep. Uh, then we have restless ridge line. Uh, it enters the battlefield tapped, add uh, red or green. You can pay two red-green. It becomes a 3-4 dinosaur. Uh, no keyword on this one. And whenever it attacks, another attacking creature gets plus two, plus zero oh until end of turn, and you untap it. I mean, fine. Yeah, that one's fine, I think. Yeah, it's like, like Raging Ravine is better. Mm -hmm. But, like... This is, like, fine. Like, if you're, like, a red-green dinos deck, like, you play two of these. Yeah, I think so. Right, just because you're, like, in the late game, I have a creature. It turns on dinosaur synergies. Like, it's fine. Yep. And the last one we have is Restless Vents. This is black-red. It's one black-red. It turns into a 2-3 black and red insect with menace. And when it attacks, you get to loot. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, rummage. This one's really good. Uh, rummage, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think way, this one's really good. Way better than uh, whatever the heck the Zendikar one was. 
Lava Claw Reaches. Yes, Lava Claw Reaches. Yeah. Um, the meme. Yes. This one is like like a two, three menace is like a reasonable body. Mm-hmm. The fact that in the late game, like, again, this feels like a card that like Black Red, uh, Bin Range, and Pioneer plays like one or two of. Yep. Right? Like, you know, there are definitely advantages of having the, the three, three menace exile a card thing. Right. Uh, but, have the uh, I Tyrant. Yeah, have the I Tyrant. But then you know, having this, right, like, it's just the 50th way that deck gets to not flood out. Right. Right? Like, if you have one of these and you draw a land, you're just like, I want to fire this up. We're going to get rid of this land and we're going to see what happens. Yep. Yeah, I mean, it, it prevents you from flooding out for a couple different reasons. Number one, it's a land that's also mm-hmm. a creature. A spell, yeah. It's also a mana sink. And if you draw like way, way too many lands, you loot them all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it does so much. Like yeah. that deck already has like a mana base that is pretty full of value. Yeah. But like now, again, like you might get the opportunity to like mix and match. Like, you know, I mm-hmm. like Hive of the Eye Tyrant. Oh, I prefer the extra red source. And yeah. like, you know, I'm a, I'm a three hive, one vents guy. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm two vents, two hive. Or whatever, whatever like breakdown you want, like oh, two I love den, it. one vent, one hive. Yeah, something like that. Like yeah, I'm a den of the, I'm a den of the bugbear gamer. Yep. Uh, so no, I think these are all really strong. They're like they're priced kind of right. Three and four mana is kind of where yeah. these see play, and they're all big enough that they're not like embarrassing, mm-hmm. right? Like the like the blue red red one from like whoa was like a two one or something. It was, yeah. like, a little bit too, it was, like, yeah, it's, you're kind of small. Like, I don't really see the point. Right. But, like, these, this is, like, you know, enough value and um, uh, whatnot that, like, in the late game, it's, it's going to be really good. So, yeah, no, they're all pretty good. I like them. Yep. I think so as well. All right. We have. We e- did it. We have reached the end of the set review. We have got to figure out what next week's show is, because uh, uh, I've we've neither of us have played a ton of limited, but we'll come up with something. I played a little bit, and I'll probably play a little bit more this weekend. I want to try and get some of my cards gone through because I need to make some go away. Yes. All right. But with that, I think we got a show. We got a show. All right. So if you want to reach out to us on social media, Facebook, Discord, X email if you have an idea what you would like next week's show to be let us know yeah hit us up um and i guess real quick we're super deep into the the show but if you're in the united states happy thanksgiving happy thanksgiving yeah yeah as you as you're in your turkey coma thank you for making it this far or if you just woke up (laughs) and you're like what's going on you're at the end of the podcast. Go back to where you go back to the beginning and try again. That's right. Um, if you're looking to support the show, there's two ways you can do it. As always, the first is our TCG player affiliate link, uh, casualtryhard.com slash TCG. You know how to use it. Surf on over there, buy something, pay us at the same time. Doesn't cost you anything else. Uh, we would appreciate it. The second is with our Patreon, patreon.com slash casualtryhardmtg. Chip a couple bucks in, support the show, feel good for supporting the show, get access to the pre-show, get access to the show notes, put them on mailing list, 
um, we'd appreciate it. It would help us out. Yeah. Thank us on Thanksgiving. Yes, By becoming please. a patron. And you know what? Thank you for making it this far, listener. Thank you. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. So with that, we'll catch you on the internets. We'll catch you on the internets. <laughs>